Episode 131, Slaying the Myth of Differentiation. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. educators it's Gretchen here of always a lesson I'm loving that you keep coming back for more and more episodes you're really holding tight onto your elite status every moment you spend time perfecting your craft as you know podcasts are a great professional development opportunity so I'm honored that you value this show enough to learn with me every week well I've learned another lesson and I can't wait to share it with you This podcast episode is especially for new teachers as we talk about the big beast called differentiation and how it's actually not a beast at all when you do it right. Some of you might not be a new teacher and will find value in this episode, and I encourage you to continue listening. So let's reignite your passion and potential. You ready? Here we go. Well, happy almost Christmas break for those of you already out there resting and relaxing. Good for you. Spend quality time with family and friends sleep as much as possible, enjoy going to the bathroom as often as you want, and unplug if you can. Social media is going to be there when you get back to reality. You know, taking a vacation doesn't have to involve you going to a new place. You can have the best ever staycation right in your own home, so enjoy. Can I say I cannot believe I've not hopped on the mic for new teachers specifically since September? What is wrong with me? I am so sorry. I hope you've been finding value in the other episodes in the meantime. Oh, and I should also probably tell you that I started a Facebook group for elementary new teachers. So if you want to join, just go to the show notes for this episode and click on the link. And if you don't know what I'm talking about with show notes, just go to alwaysalesson.com, click on podcast, and then find this episode and you'll see the link in the full description. Anyways, this Facebook group is just another place for new teachers in years one through three to find help and camaraderie. And you'll have the support of me helping you think through your dilemmas, answer your burning questions, and then have each other to lean on as you go through the same season of life together. It's been pretty cool, and I'm excited to see where the group goes. Actually, that group is the reason for this episode. The question I get asked 10 out of 10 times is about differentiation. I actually went live in the group a bit ago talking about it because I think differentiation gets such a bad rap. I mean, there's so many different versions out there of what it means, and because of the lack of clarity, the thought alone of having to differentiate is just overwhelming. In fact, when I started teaching, there was no such thing as differentiation. I remember the big thing was culturally relevant teaching and making sure you know we're appealing to a variety of learners in terms of learning styles and like I said, their cultural background, but that was it. My lesson plans were written in a little lesson plan book that looked like a calendar with small squares for each day's subject, and I basically just wrote down whatever the topic was I was teaching and any page numbers I needed. Literally, that was it. And in fact, in college, I remember learning how to write a lesson plan, but it really wasn't required when I started my job, so I never did anything with it. And then somewhere along the line in my career, it was required. And I remember thinking, what a waste of time this is, you know, to be so wordy when all I need is the topic and the page number. Oh my goodness, how things have changed since then. I know better now and I'm glad that I've evolved because 
Although I was naturally a good teacher to start, I think I missed out on really helping my kids learn in those first few years because I wasn't required to do, like, for example, differentiation. You know, the system failed, but I do take responsibility for my lack of knowledge and my lack of know-how to do anything different. So before I relieve any of your fears and overwhelm with differentiation, let me say this. Many of you know what it is, you know, giving instruction to your students on their level so that they can be successful while also teaching grade level content that's required. And that's not really your problem. You know and understand what differentiation is, but it's the whole organization of it. That's the problem. And that's what I told my new teachers in the group. I know you know what it is, but the logistical part of where to start, where to get materials, how to orchestrate numerous groups, etc., is enough to keep you frozen in place. And as a quick aside, and I know you probably know this already, but I wouldn't be a teacher if I didn't just remind you that there's three ways to differentiate and you do not need to do all three all the time. So it's content, process, product. So what you teach the kids can be different, how you teach the kids can be different, and how the kids demonstrate their learning can be different. So those are the three ways. And now that we got that out of the way, let's talk more about how to do all this in, in a manageable way without friggin' losing your marbles. <laughs> and the ideal scenario is to find a way to keep something the same so it becomes a routine while introducing new material. So it might look something like students are always completing the same word work activities Monday through Friday, but their words are the things that are changing. And this is beneficial to you because planning is not a nightmare. You don't have to keep coming up with new things for students to do. In terms of your prep, you just have to get the words ready. Uh, it's also beneficial to students because they get in the habit of whatever the activity is, the routine of that system, and they spend more time learning the material rather than learning the new activity. And I know guided reading is a big thing in most schools, and I did that for years. The routine of meeting in small groups while others are independently reading never changed. And students knew where to go and what to do. You know, sure, the text changed and the skills we were working on changed or the assignment I asked them to do changed. But the more that you can keep something the same, the better off we all are. So think through what your biggest differentiation challenge is right now and ask yourself, do I keep reinventing the wheel Am I always changing things? You know, this transaction cost is hurting your effectiveness because students have to keep learning something new all the time when the focus should really be on a skill, not like this new activity I'm trying to figure out how to do it. And let me actually tell you something. When differentiation rolled out in my district a few years into my teaching career, my admin literally made us have a three-ring circus. I mean, I had a bell I was ringing, I had timers, I had multiple centers, I had copies coming out of my ears. It was absolutely insane that one person could even prepare that many groups with that many moving parts every day of the year. I was burnt out after week one. The kids weren't really showing much improvement for it to be worth all of that. And that's, in my mind, how differentiation got a bad rap in my head. And it wasn't until I transferred schools a year later that I realized the power behind differentiation and really how simple it can be when it's done correctly. I started small, and that's what I want you to do. You're not going to be able to differentiate every subject of every lesson off the bat. So just pick your biggest lever. So that would be the subjects um, that have the most impact on student learning. So for me, that was literacy and math. I decided to start with literacy, and my school had Fontes and Pinnell reading levels, so I had to test all the kids, find out where their levels were, and then group them based on that. And, and with that um, 
initiative. I had leveled books and all sorts of things. But if you don't, that's totally okay. Just listen to your kids reading. Make notes of the common errors that they're making and just their overall proficiency. You know, where is a book too hard, too easy, just right. And then group kids based on a similar skill level. So I would generally pull one to two groups a day for 15 to 20 minutes and I'd work on a specific literacy skill. And remember the book or the text can change, but keep working on that skill for a few days until students, you know, truly got it. And a skill might be, you know, main idea or inferencing or character trait development, whatever you were noticing from their reading that they were really struggling to understand. You know, reading's not just fluency. They can physically read the words. It's like, do they know what they're reading and can they think deeply about it? And Generally, I've had kids that could read really complex tests fluently and they could tell me like nothing about what's happening or if they could read it fluently and were able to retell me what happened but literally could not go very deep in their thinking, the text was too hard. And I think breaking kids' hearts and and letting them know like, hey, this is too hard for you is better in the long run because I don't want to set kids up for success thinking because they can just enunciate a really long word that they're a strong reader. I mean, reading is a whole lot more than just reading the words on the page. Your kids are going to start growing when you when you take this approach and they may even need to swap into different groups. So be flexible. I wrote everything in pencil. Then as you get the hang of differentiation, try your next biggest lever. So for me, that was math. So I followed the same flow. I taught a mini lesson on the math topic. I allowed students to go off to practice. I pulled a small group to work on a previous skill they had learned. And, you know, that's how it worked for me. I found out what worked with my style of teaching. I got into a routine and a flow. Students knew the protocol and how it worked, and it just got so much easier. Differentiation really just means whatever you're doing to help students learn, make sure it's applicable to where they are as a learner. So if they need a challenge, connect them with that experience. If they need to slow down, honor that desire. If they need additional practice, provide it. You know, their needs are going to ebb and flow. And just when you think you got it figured out, things are going to change. And that's okay. I want you to know that differentiation isn't this monster and it isn't overwhelming and it can be done as a new teacher. Just prioritize where you're going to give it a try. Keep a record of student work samples or data to just prove how you know students need help with specific skills. And obviously use that information to help you plan your small groups. And lastly, be flexible in how you differentiate. Remember, content, what students learn, process, how students learn, and product, how students are going to showcase their learning. Some students need visual reminders. Some need manipulatives. Some need repetition. Some need silence, whatever. Differentiation isn't something we do for a short period throughout the day. It's a mindset that we have in reaching our kids. It's personalizing the experience so that kids can be successful and you'll help them gain skills they might have missed along the way as well as learn new skills for their grade level. And when you pass these kids off to the next teacher, they're going to be shocked at how well prepared your kids are for the next part of their learning journey. I promise you your hard work will pay off. Learning is messy and a constant problem that's got to be solved, but in time you'll see growth and it'll surprise you just how much the choices you make every day bettered your students inch by inch. Take time over this break to wrap your head around your game plan. Where are you going to start? What are you going to tweak? How are you going to do better? And don't forget to join our Facebook group so you can ask all sorts of questions and commiserate with others that are also slaying the differentiation monster every day like you. Go ahead, slay, slay, slay away. 
All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on slaying the myth of differentiation. You now know what it's really all about and are ready to put your ideas into action. So go out and be great. You've just been empowered. This podcast is a member of the Education Podcast Network a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details. 